0: Well, hello and praise the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is Evangelist Frank King. Welcome to Biblical Moments. My friend, how committed are you to praying for other people? That's what I want to encourage you about in this episode. I will be teaching from the Epistle of James chapter 5. And I will be using the King James Version of the Bible. Stay with me as I talk about the importance of praying for one another. (music) I'm sure that whenever we pray, how often or how little we do that, We make sure we pray for ourselves. But in the church, one of our obligations to each other is to pray for each other. Many years ago, I used to hear some people say no prayer, no power, little prayer, little power, much prayer, much power. There's a lot of truth in that saying. Prayer is a powerful thing. And today I want to talk about the importance of praying for one another. In chapter 5 of his epistle, James writes to mobilize the church in the area of praying for one another. And that's my goal today as well. It is to encourage us to become more committed in the area of praying for one another. James addresses two areas of concern that I want to talk about. One area is those who are sick. In verse 14, he writes, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Now there are some today who don't believe that what Verses 14 and 15 say, apply to the church today. I believe God still heals. I believe that one of the reasons we have so many sick folks in our churches today is we don't believe what the word is saying here. To me, this is a no-brainer. If God says this is what we should do when there are sick among us, and we don't do it because we don't believe it, then that's one of the reasons we have so many sick folks in our churches today. Not the only reason, of course, but one of them. The second area in which we should pray for each other is in the area of human failure or shortcomings. This is what James writes in verse 16. Confess your faults one to another. And pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The clear message in this verse is that Christians are not perfect. If the word of God tells us to confess our faults to each other and to pray for each other, then that means we have faults. And that we need healing in those areas. Now, I'm going to say the same thing about this verse that I said about praying for the sick. One reason Christians have so many personal struggles is because we don't do what this verse 16 says. Of course, I know we have to use some wisdom in whom we tell our business to, But surely you know one or two mature Christians you can confide in and ask to pray with and for you for deliverance or victory in a particular area of your life. Now with regard to what God is telling us to do in the area of praying for each other, we don't have to be perfect. We just have to be obedient. James uses Elijah the prophet as an example God used Elijah mightily as recorded in the first book of Kings but look at what James says about Elijah the prophet beginning at verse 17 Elias or Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Verse 18. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth fruit. So God used Elijah to shut up the rain of heaven for three and a half years. But note that according to these verses, Elijah had human weaknesses and shortcomings just like you and me. He didn't walk on water. One time, he told God he just wanted to quit and die. He was not perfect, but he was obedient. And that's all that's required for us to see results when we pray for one another. We don't have to be perfect. We just need to be obedient. Now let's look at these verses in James chapter 5 a little more closely. I want to zero in on a particular important detail in these instructions. Note that in verse 14 he says, The person who is sick should call for the elders. You know, I know of and have heard of people who left the church they belonged to Because they were sick and nobody came to see them. And sometimes the person who does that is the one who seldom comes to church anyway. And you don't know if they are sick or if they are just taking their usual month off from church. Nevertheless, according to verse 14, the one that's sick is supposed to call for the elders. Also in verse 16, he says, the one with the fault needs to confess it. The word confess means to say the same thing. In other words, to call it what it is. See, that enables a person to focus on the right thing to pray about. And you see, when a person calls for the elders... Or the person with a fault confesses to someone else for prayer. These are acts of faith. They are saying, I believe that if I do what God says I should do, it will make a difference. An important point to carry from this message is that it's a powerful thing when we pray for each other. You know, as a pastor... I work hard to make sure I am prepared to stand in the pulpit each week with a word from the Lord. But I also believe that it's my duty to pray for the members that God has blessed me to serve. Christians don't just need the word of God. They also need the prayers of other believers. That's what James chapter 5 is all about. And you better believe. That since my wife and I have six children, we pray often for our children. We believe that praying for them makes a positive difference in their life. I am convinced that if we didn't do that, some of them would be on a different road in life today. Finally, when somebody requests for us to pray for them, we need to take those requests seriously. For instance, most of us have at least one social media account. And we have a circle or group of people that we refer to as our friends. Of course, that's a loosely used term. Most of them, we don't know who they are. But quite often, our online friends will post a request for prayer for themselves or for someone else. When our friends reach out to us on a social media platform and request prayer about something they share with us, we should not just scroll past those. Or when we meet someone in public, we know, and the person shares a serious situation and requests prayer, perhaps we should do it right there in public. Sometimes we can't do it right there, or we shouldn't do it right there. But I'm just saying you don't have to wait until you get in a special place to pray. And we shouldn't trust our memory that we will remember everyone to pray for later at night. Hear me friend, as the family of God, we are obligated to pray for one another. And the Bible says, The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And remember, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be obedient to be effective. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast episode. I hope that you were blessed as we talked about praying for one another. And I want to hereby encourage you to commit yourself to praying for others. Until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, May heaven's best be yours.